0: You think. Welcome to the I Work Ram Zone. I hope you're never the same. We've got a really we've got a reverse show today for you. Many of you that are that are constant listeners realize that on Monday I double booked my Monday show. First time I've made that mistake. I don't mind calling attention to it. You know, I, I have a full time job and I have a full time radio show. But what it did is it left Thursday without a show. And I have a I have a pocket full of people that I've that I've heard about that I really want to bring on the show. And and as I'm going through it, the Lord says, call Bob. Like okay, so I got Bob Corey on the phone. I said, Bob, I know it's two days from now, but would you come on the air? Bob Corey's story was told from my. I've got a good buddy of mine, Ken Jones. He's been on the show with me before. Ken Jones, a local musician, and he goes, "Listen, Bob Corey's got this amazing ministry that is helping churches. You got to bring him on the air." I'm like okay, so Bob, when we started, so Bob, welcome to I work for him.
1: Well, thanks, Jim. It's <laughs> glad I'm glad to be here.
0: When when you started telling me your story and that you were a pastor, and you're like. I gotta get out of here and go be salt and light somewhere. I don't even know what it feels like anymore. I gotta get out. I loved that because so many people are out in the workplace and they think, I gotta go be a pastor. I gotta make a bigger impact. I gotta get out of the workplace and go be a pastor. And that's that's destroying the church in America because we need people who are Christ-minded to be in the workplace. So at, just start us off with how is Christ making an impact on your life today, and then I want to talk to you about that trans- transition that it went through. But first, what's he doing in your life today?
1: Well, you know, when you're in ministry for 27 years, uh, your your habits and your and your and your thoughts can are a lot different uh, when you step out of that arena. Uh, at least they are for me. Uh, it's been an adjustment for me, uh, but I can say that I am uh, definitely finding myself just leaning on the grace of christ and what he's done for me because i realize that you know i'm a sinner as you're a sinner but we're saved by grace hey speak for yourself no, no, i'm just kidding sorry <laughs> we're no less sinners but you That's know for the, sure the environment outside of the four walls of the church it, i'm called to be salt and light in that environment right and uh, i can tell you it's challenging because it's different and new for me but it's exciting at the same time
0: well and it's how long have you been out? How, how long have you been broken I retired, outside
1: of the uh, the walls of the church? I retired in June of 14. Okay, so a year and, and a was, half. And was given a, a a gracious severance to sort of relax for a while. And I've only been doing this what I'm doing now for three months. Wow. That's that's cool. A
0: gracious severance. I like the sound of that. That's good. I like a gracious severance. If somebody wants to just... No, just kidding. All right. So, but Bob, as you got back out into the real world, you got outside of that sheltered church world, because, I mean, I, I understand. I, I've been going to church all my life, and, and that's sometimes my concern is that people serving within the church, they don't understand what the rest of the world is like. I mean, and it's not that's not a criticism. It's that they're so busy working in the church that they forget about the mission of the church. Did Is that really where you were at? I mean, had, 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 had you just lost sight for how decrepit the world had gotten?
1: Well, I, I, I really felt a, a yearning in my own heart. Um I felt like the Lord had said to me, um, if you want to be salt and light, you got to get out of the cupboard. And now I, I turned 60 years old. I felt like it was the time to step aside because I was doing the music ministry. And at 60 years old, you start feeling a little bit like um, the old guys you know and we had Ooh, so we m- are the old I guys. know I know but but uh in in the model of the temple the priests uh would would be doing the work in kind of the the middle years and the the older you got then you became the trainers for the young guys Well, I just wanted to be a trainer I didn't want to be doing it anymore because there was people with a lot more energy than I had. Hey,
0: we're talking today with Bob Corey. He's from Big Noise Halo. And you're like, Jim, you didn't even bring that up during the beginning of the segment. I'm like, that's okay. I wanted you to hear some of Bob's story. I wanted you to... Not very often do you hear, you hear a lot, or I do, of people who are in business and wanted to get into the pastorate. Very rarely do you hear of pastors who get out of the pastorate and get into business. And I loved that story. And when I heard a little bit of it, and then I heard what his mission was, I thought, that's a guy i gotta get on the radio so he's on for you but i want you as you're listening today i'm asking you just to hear this because what bob's ministry is in the business world is ministering back to churches who could never afford to pay for this and i want you to hear this so bob let's just introduce big noise halo let's talk about what it is
1: well big noise halo is actually a, a non-profit foundation that was set up on paper at the same time, the Big Noise Institute uh, came into being down in St. Petersburg. So you have to know what is Big Noise Institute. Okay, let's start before there. You know, well, Big Noise Institute is an uh, audio training school. They they teach the recording arts for live and studio um, in in a classroom environment. And um, they had just had this idea that they wanted to have a, a nonprofit uh, foundation set up for students that may be challenged for tuitions and that type of thing. So they just put it on paper. And um, I was told about this about four months ago. So it, when I heard about it, I said, so what are you doing with it? And they said, well, we aren't doing anything right now. We're just focusing on getting the Institute going. And I said, well, I said, I've got an idea. And they said, what? And I said, well, what if I raise my own support for a year and just come and see what we can do with this? Because in my brain, I always wanted to get into the arena, the church arena as a mentor because I had so many years of experience in sure. leading worship, administration, building design, a ton of those things fell on my on my plate. So they said that, sure who wouldn't who wouldn't agree to that And so we discussed what we could do and the first thing right out of the gate was let's do, free audio workshops for houses of worship
0: i it's staggering cuz i know how many times i've gone to small churches and one of their biggest struggles is getting the microphones right getting when somebody's singing getting the music mixed right not getting any feedback i mean just having a nice experience they'll usually have nice equipment but nobody knows how to run it and so that's really where you're chasing after, right?
1: Yeah. And, and, and why it it was so real to me is when I retired, I went on a six month sabbatical and I visited several churches in the Tampa Bay area because I said, I would stay away for six months, let them figure things out not have me around. And, uh, oh my goodness, uh, the, what could have been done with the equipment that they had and yet what was, wasn't being, I heard pastors that talk like they sounded like this and, and and you knew that wasn't as good as it could be. But some volunteer, God bless them, because they're given of their time was probably trained in saying, hey, here's the board. And uh, if you want to hear more of it, just push this little button up. And no idea how the sound was manipulated to get to where it needed to be to be understood clearly. Um, so there we were. We, when this opportunity came, I said, there is a market out there. And there is a need.
0: I want to step back for just a minute. I didn't tell you I was going to ask this question, so hold on. Um, When you, you, how many churches did you visit in those six months that you were on sabbatical? One a week. Wow. Okay, so you visited 26 churches. What other things did you notice about the state of the church? Because I mean, there's 26 churches. There's probably a thousand in Tampa Bay. So you didn't. It's not like you, you got a real decent percentage, but you saw a lot of them. What else did you see and experience? So you, you saw they had a need for really good quality sound advice. What else did you notice?
1: Well, I've never been a guy that, that tried to get people to do anything. I think it was more the responsibility of the of a worship leader to let people worship, not get them to worship. And uh, probably the first thing that comes to mind is, I think there's a lot of worship leaders out there that we're, were working really hard. Um, <laughs> that's just a, a real honest- Well,
0: I mean, th- I know that the, the worship leaders are working really hard. I mean, they're they're really, those guys are usually the stretched, pe- sure, most stretched people out there.
1: Sure, but they're dimming the lights of the auditoriums. They're putting in intelligent lighting. Um, I, I love to, to be encouraged by other people that I can see singing around me. So that was a, a, a real odd thing because I'd never, you know, for 27 years, once again, I'm in one box. Right. So were you always it was at, just strange. Always
0: at the, are, do you, are you okay if we mention the church you're at?
1: Yeah, I was at Calvary Chapel, St. Petersburg for 27 years. So you were with them when they before they moved into the Walmart? There were about 100 people when I started.
0: So you saw, I mean, <laughs> Every size years. church
1: you could ask to see we had
0: (laughs) yeah i mean you kind of grew through that whole thing so so you saw a big need in those 26 churches that you visited for just good training for the the volunteers because usually the sound position is a volunteer position right and and the disadvantage is i don't know there's not as many boy bands in garages anymore so maybe there's not as many of those 17 or 18 year olds that really want to run the sound so it's a lot of i don't i mean what did you see that what was the average age of the person behind the board
1: I wouldn't say there was an average age, but I think there was more of an average aptitude. Many people that you could tell that weren't trained, but a worship leader gets off the stage, he really can't answer to somebody saying, you know, the mix was really odd today. Because he wasn't on that side. He was on the the stage side. And and in defense of sound text, it's the loneliest position in the church, in my opinion.
0: It's a hard position, too.
1: You have tons of people that work real hard during the week choirs worship teams pastor and preparation and then you have the congregation on the other side and there's one person in the middle that controls how it's conveyed how it's experienced sure yeah exactly so it is a tough job
0: all right so I'm going back to my question because you didn't I don't right. think you understood it you were in 26 different churches you 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 recognize the sound stuff that's what you were going out to, you wanted that's your world you, you lived in the worship minister world for 27 years what else did you see? Of those churches, did you hear the gospel being preached consistently? Did you see people being challenged to live their
1: faith out in their workplace? I did, but I was so used to an expository style of teaching that if it came up in the scriptures, you had to you had to ingest it. Um, I wasn't real comfortable with the amount of topical teaching that I heard. And to me, I'm not comfortable with topical teaching because generally it leans towards a pastor's pet peeve. Mm as opposed to just getting the whole council of god uh, i was very fortunate at calvary it just it was good for me because i'm a cynical guy If someone starts to all of us are a little cynical, but but if the word starts talking about a particular thing that hits home, at least I know the pastor ain't picking on me. (laughs) Right. So, so
0: talk about, so you've got, you run into the big noise Institute guys who are professionals at training professionals and how to produce a great sound experience, whether it's big bands, rock bands, whatever it may be. That's what these guys do. They train professionals and they charge a lot of money for it.
1: Well, it's, it's, it is a school. Right. It's a it's a technical school. So they so. didn't
0: get a certificate even in this then? Yes, there okay. is a certification. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, it actually could be like a tech school. Okay, I like that. Well, right. it is a tech school. Mm-hmm. And where is it at?
1: Uh, we're on 4th Street, right across from Sunken Gardens. That's the that's probably the best landmark. Is it like
0: 4th and 19th and 4th. 19th and 4th. Okay, so it's mm-hmm. a little closer to downtown.
1: Right upstairs from Panera.
0: Oh, that's right. You said that. Is that the Panera that's got the really nice outdoor eating Are they area? a sponsor of
1: yours? <laughs> no, they're not. No, yes, they're yes, not. it is. But if they wanted to,
0: I would absolutely be. Ace, if anybody calls, we'll take Panera as a sponsor. No, but no, here's the deal with Panera. This is just for my listening audience. You guys all know I have an issue. I'm a, I like Mountain Dew. And Panera has Mountain Dew on tap. And Panera is the place that every business person wants to meet to have a one-on-one. They want to get together, you want to talk, hey, let's meet oh, at Panera. They just
1: sneak their caffeine in any well, way well, they can.
0: But but Panera's got free Wi-Fi. That's where business people do their networking. Gotcha. Certainly it's certainly salespeople. So I have eaten at every Panera in Tampa Bay. And I realized this really has led to a serious Mountain Dew addiction where I rarely <laughs> go a day without one because they've got it on tap there. Right. There is nothing better than a Mountain Dew on tap. Anyway, that's an aside. So there Big Noise Institute in St. Pete. Just north of downtown, 19 blocks north of downtown. That That's their professional business. But they had this heart and this passion for a nonprofit to be able to help businesses and whatever. I mean, bands that couldn't afford their right. institute. Right. But you twisted it into helping people with houses. I mean, helping train sound people right. for houses of There's worship. There's
1: hundreds of organizations in the Tampa Bay area that depend on amplified sound to convey their message. Churches, are, houses of worship are... One of that segment of of organizations just happens to be near and dear to my heart, and I thought it had the greatest need. And you know, we've been doing these for three months, one a month. Uh, We've had over twenty. We've had twenty three different churches represented in three different workshops, sixty seven different people, and I've got an email list now of two hundred and fifty. And I'd love to to get people on our Facebook, which we just started, just so we can share what's going on and when it's going on. It's free. If it's free, it's me. That's right. All right. We're talking today with Bob Corey from the Big Noise Halo, which is an initiative
0: from the Big Noise Institute. Did I do that better, Bob? Okay. No. I'm okay. Just, Bob's no. going to help me out here because I'm struggling with this.
1: Go ahead. Big Noise Halo yes, sir. is the nonprofit arm of Big Noise Institute, Okay. but our, our workshops are an initiative of the 501c3. Which is Big it's Noise Halo. It's one of many initiatives that we plan on having, but this particular one is something that, that we're talking about All today.
0: All right. So I'm going to repeat it and make sure everybody understands. So Big Noise Institute, which they've got a Facebook page, Big Noise Institute as a nonprofit arm called the Big Noise Halo. Correct. Got it. And within it, the House of Worship focus is an initiative from the Big Noise Halo. That's correct. And as you part did well, of, Joe. <laughs> thank you. It took 30 minutes. But uh, as part of this, you get to work with local churches and help them out. One of those local churches was First Baptist St. Pete. Correct. Chris Culpepper, the pe- the worship pastor there. Correct. Yes. Chris Culpepper, welcome to our work for him. Hey guys. Chris, talk about the experience with Bob and his team at Big Noise Halo. How has it? Well, just talk about how'd you find out about it first.
2: Well, I found out even long before I met Bob, uh, a member here at our church knew um robin sibukow um, one of the presidents there of, of big noise and um they came in introduced themselves robin came in introduced himself kind of explained what um he was trying to do and what they wanted to accomplish um and i was very excited about this opportunity not quite understanding fully quite yet how big this has actually become um, which is a blessing in disguise but um, so got to know Robin and came in and kind of came on to their core team to how, are we, how can we reach the churches in this area to, to help them gain knowledge about the audiovisual world that they might not have or somebody struggling with. Because, uh, you know, as we know, churches, when most of us are all run on volunteers for those type of people, great dedicated volunteers at that matter. Um, so came on. Uh, in that kind of core team aspect that's where i met bob and um so chris, from there let,
0: it's, let me ask you just a question chris you, you i interrupted you, but let me just ask you a couple of questions i mean how complex is the audiovisual part the component of your worship service at first baptist saint pete talk, let's talk about the complexity because most people don't think about the complexity they just go and they sit in their pews and they go right they, they have no idea how complex it is. So how complex, what are, the, what are the different components involved in putting your service together every Sunday?
2: Well, you know, it's, it, there's, a lot, there's a lot to it. Um, ours isn't as much as some others in the area, but, you know, for instance, the, what, what goes into it is there's a lot of communication from myself to my tech guys, whether it's somebody running the words up on the screen or somebody running the soundboard. And that specific person running the soundboard you know, every Sunday it's a different story. Every Sunday when you turn that when you turn that system on, it's kind of like you never know what it's going to do, <laughs> whether you've touched it or not during the week. You never know what settings are going to pop up or something new pops up. So as far as the intricacy of what goes on on Sunday, I mean, gosh, we we run twenty five to thirty different channels, anywhere from choir mics to solo mics, instrumental mics. Um, I mean, the drums alone have about five microphones on them themselves. So, you know, there's a very intricate part to balancing all of that, along with other instruments like the organ here, which isn't mic'd, and it's not going through the system, it's on its own thing. So balancing with those kind of instruments as well. So ta-
0: like, so you, you've got all of these pieces. Now, how long have you been in charge of worship at uh, First Baptist St. Pete? Eight months. Okay, so you come in there eight months ago, and you, did you already have a volunteer team as part of your, as part of your Sunday morning preparation?
2: Yes, we, we had a couple guys in place already, one of which has already unfortunately left us, um, which is really why we're hooking up with Big Noise Halo now more than ever. So myself and my main volunteer for that um, are actually going to be starting some training here with Halo very shortly.
0: So what do you expect? I mean, so you haven't started your training yet. But what did, what are you expecting to have happen? Because as I understand it, I mean, you just described a very complex situation, but one that is repeated in churches across Tampa Bay and around the country. Right. Where there's it's audio, it's visual. There's a lot of components, and the the old people sitting in the service don't want to hear the drums, which is why you got to mic them and put the guy in a in a cube with a roof on it so that you can control the sound of the drums, and the rest of us young people want to hear it. Just crank. Out, so you're having to control everything, and yet you're looking for you got to have volunteers that understand all of those different pieces, and that's pretty complex. So, what do you? What's Big Noise going to do to help you as a local church worship minister?
2: Um, well, let me tell you that. Let me just tell you the topics real quick of this training. It's a six week course, and this beginning training includes mixing, loudspeakers, room effects, troubleshooting, maintenance, monitors, speech intelligibility analog and digital mixers, so the different kind of mixers that we run into, microphones, whether they're feeding back, tone, quality, uh, critical listening, signal processing, recording, and pro-audio business. So all of that wrapped into the first six weeks of what they're offering is going to be beyond what any amount of money could pay for. Um, And what they're doing as far as that goes, it's well worth it.
0: All right. Now, Chris, Bob's got a question for you.
1: Well, uh, I just want to help clarify. Chris has been attending our free workshops, but now has decided to to go to the next level. Okay. And so Big Noise Halo has come in with a private donor and partnered with a private donor to help Chris and his volunteer go through six weeks of training.
0: And and Will there be like a certificate process at the end of that, or or they'll just understand what they've got?
1: He'll take a a six-week course, and then it'll be offered to do two more six-week courses if he completes all of those. Then he would get a certification, but he's going after the knowledge, right.
0: right? So, so Chris, as a worship pastor, though, this is it's a big frustration because it's bad enough to have to plan all the services and all the orchestrate all the pieces, but then to not understand all of the electronics has got to be kind of a challenge.
2: Well, it is. Um, I mean, I came in with a decent amount of knowledge. Um, I kind of grew up on an old school system. Um, in the church, I grew up in the church, my dad's a minister of music, so being kind of hand-in-hand hand with him sometimes, I've caught on to a lot over the years, um, but this is really going to take myself to the next level, and even uh, the, the guy who's going to be doing these classes with me on my volunteer team, it's going to take him to another level too, and most importantly, ultimately, it's going to put he and I on the same page. So he's going to know what I'm expecting week in and week out, to where it's going to ultimately take that stress so to speak off of me to say well my guy's got it he knows what he's doing
0: so why as you're you're talking to an audience of a lot of people have just gotten off of work they're in traffic today they're going to churches across tampa bay and literally around the world and i know that big noise halo is only right here in tampa bay for those of them those listening that are right here in tampa bay talk about how why other churches should get involved in these training sessions
2: well you know I bring, it back to, I bring it back to Scripture, and I always think that, you know, God says He wants our best, and He wants us to produce our best all the time, no matter what we're doing, who we're doing it for. It's to His glory, and it's always going to be our best. So even in that element of sound, lighting, and all those different genres of things in there, I truly believe bringing your best every Sunday, not that it's a production or a show, not that we're putting on a show whatsoever, but, you know, when somebody comes, they should, not, they should not have to deal with a mic feeding back on them interrupting their time of worship because we can get, as humans, we'll get drawn off sides with all those little different things. So that's why I think it's, I want to encourage as many churches as possible who are hearing this to say, get involved with big noise. Get your, get your audiovisual people in there with them. It's a hands-on experience. Let them know what they're doing, what they might be doing wrong, to only enhance what their church and their ministries are trying to do there on Sunday mornings.
0: Chris Culpepper with the First Baptist Church of St. Pete. Thanks for calling in today. Really Thanks. appreciate your endorsement and uh, just pray the just huge blessings on what you're trying to do over there. Thanks. Thanks so much, guys. All right, we're talking about a a nonprofit with an initiative for Houses of Worship. And let me just tell you why we're doing this. You know, a lot of times, we don't get a lot of pastors on the air. And we start off with Bob's testimony and how God led him from being a pastor back into business, which I love that. I think that's fantastic. But what I really love is that, you know, a lot of us don't think about our our pastors as having jobs, although they've got horrendous jobs. Think of it. They work for you. Are you nice to them all the time? And and worship pastors, you know, they get one hour a week to shine, and if something electronic goes wrong, they get yelled at. And it's they're at the mercy of electronic equipment. I don't know about you. How many of you had electronic equipment, you know, rebel on you in the last month? So there's all these small churches all over the country, but especially right here in Tampa Bay. There are hundreds and hundreds of small churches, and they have volunteers running their soundboards but they need training. Well, where do you go to get training? That's the answer. The Big Noise Institute has training. They set up a nonprofit arm called the Big Noise Halo, and they've got an initiative focusing on houses of worship. Yet, yeah, Bob, you told me. We're talking with Bob Corey, and you can find out more about it at the bignoiseinstitute.org, bignoiseinstitute.org, or on Facebook, Big Noise Institute or Big Noise Halo. Bob, you as these guys drew you in, and and you said, hey, I got an idea, because I think there's a lot of churches that could use help. And then you spent, well, you had spent six months looking at them. You went to 26 churches, and you saw it. They really needed some help, really bringing excellence to the pulpit and bringing excellence to the stage. Why is it so important that we bring excellence in our sound presentation?
1: Well, you know, I spent, before I went into the ministry, way, 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 way long time ago, uh, I was in the restaurant business and I, it was hammered into my head about distractions, how, how things that will get in the way, make the experience terrible. And I think the same equates into churches. If the air conditioning is way too cold, if, the, if it's the sound is too loud or you can't understand something going on, that should be a concern it becomes a distraction. How many times have you sat in church trying to trying to just open up your yourself for a good communion time with the Lord? And there's something so irritating coming out of the sound system that you can't enter into that place that you really want to. You you're now you've started grumbling and complaining. Well, it's
0: mostly the air conditioning. Usually it's the air conditioning cuz I don't understand what it is about people in Florida right. that they they have to have their the buildings during the summertime need to be
1: like 40 degrees. Right. Well, I don't have a, a air conditioning uh, uh initiative. I have a sound initiative. <laughs> okay, okay.
0: But the but the sound it is, you know, it, it is it plays so a critical true. Role. It does because if if sound is off, you notice it. When it's on, nobody appreciates it. When it's off, you're like That was terrible. Right. I mean, that's really what you hear. You never hear when it's great. You hear when it's not great. Right. And that's the battle. You as a worship minister, for all those years, if you had somebody fall asleep at the the realms or at the controls
1: or... They actually had something fail in the middle of the service. I mean, did you ever have an electronic piece fail in the middle of the service? If you live by technology, you die by technology. I'm just saying, you know, yeah, we had one time to do a, um, there was a, a storm and we actually had to pull out a battery operated PA. It was a lot of fun. It was only a Wednesday night, so we didn't have to worry about a full band going into that gear real quick. But yeah, these things happen. But I think it's more important that on the fly, uh, you know, they say lead guitar solos are like sneezes. You know they're coming, but there's not anything you can do about them. Well, oh, that guy starts on that solo, and it's too loud. If that guy doesn't know how to pull it back or to tune it in, it, it, it's a, it's uncomfortable for everybody involved.
0: Well, except for those of us that really enjoy a nice right. guitar well, solo. I,
1: but let me say that, that as part of this initiative, um, this was a a quality company that I'm associated with. And uh, the very first free workshop we did for churches, we brought in a guy named Howie Lindemann. And Howie also had gone, we had him go over to First Baptist and and tune their system. Howie had just come back from London, setting the production uh, levels for the Beatles' Abbey Road stage play. This guy was no lightweight. He, up until Natalie Cole's untimely death last month, he was her front of house mixing guy. Wow. He did a workshop for us. It was very practical advice coming from seasoned professional this uh this coming march we've got um, a guy who's or excuse me february 8th we've got a free workshop we'd love people to sign up uh they have to be rsvp but the the front of house um mixing guy for um uh starship jefferson starship the starship they're no longer Jeff- oh, but, Jefferson but jefferson retired he's out of- out on the road he's been out on the road with tons of bands but this guy is a seasoned professional and knows Knows the business the way it needs to be understood, and he can convey it very well. We're really fortunate to have these kind of teachers.
0: Well, some of you listening are going, Jim, but I don't get the I work for him connection. What's the I work for him connection? Let me just tell you, let me help you with that. These guys, not only is Bob a, a business guy that was a pastor and now a business guy again, but this is a this initiative by Big Noise Institute, which is trying to help houses of worship guess what it still costs some money and they're looking for business people from within these small churches to help support big noise institute to help the church do sound video better i mean are they teaching sound and video or is it just sound
1: it's all it's all audio it's all it's just all audio yeah
0: so what about the visual guys there's a lot of visual stuff out there
1: hey listen you can close your eyes but you can't close your ears that's true
0: All right, Bob, as we talk about Big Noise Halo, Big Noise Institute, Big Noise Halo being the nonprofit branch off of Big Noise Institute, and your emphasis, your initiative with Houses of Worship, what is it, what's the biggest thing you want people listening out there today that go to small churches, that know that their sound people need help? What is it you want, what's the most important thing you want them to hear today?
1: Well, uh, <laughs> is that a pun? <laughs> oh, no, it wasn't, but it was <laughs> good, though, wasn't it? The most important thing I want them to hear is, uh, we can help. That we're, we're totally there for them, not only to help them with their skills, but we can help them save a, a ton of money. When you think about uh, what if somebody comes in as a sound consultant and tells you that you need new speakers, you need new, uh, new uh, effects processors, you need a new board. What is your retort to that if you don't understand what they're talking about?
0: You were telling me a story on the air, on the line the other day when we were, when we first met that you had a church that somebody had come in and said, "Hey, you need to buy forty grand more equipment," and then they somehow got a hold of you and you're like, "No, it just needs to be fine tuned." Chris Cole. Oh, that was First Baptist St. Pete. Yeah. So somebody came in and told me he needed all new stuff,
1: but it was really just fine. Well, it just it, it was a broad a swipe of a of a brush to fix a, a very specific problem, and it wasn't replacing equipment. Although Chris could use some uh, some new equipment, it wasn't as... It wasn't as a uh, vast a purchase as was being recommended, and all it really needed was somebody who understood how to work that that room. Well, in their sanctuary,
0: it's got such high ceilings, all those glass windows. I mean, I imagine it's an acoustical nightmare. But okay, so but that's one of the things you can do. I mean, you can save churches money by giving them a
1: training. Absolutely, their board, the board of directors, will be much much more comfortable with having somebody making recommendations out of a uh, out of out of no of knowledge as opposed to guesswork
0: well it won't be a board of directors but it'd be a you know the the elders or the deacons or the trustees whatever it be a board of directors that'd be a, at a, on a well. it could be at a non-profit that you because you, you said you are not just helping houses of worship. Have they 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 do they just don't I don't know they, <laughs> they do you get bored at a board meeting that's for sure hey thanks Edgar for calling in from Newport Ridge. we'll get that book out to you in a couple of days but thanks for listening to I work for him so we want these small churches just to understand there's there's help out there for them that doesn't cost some money, but you're also want the business people out there listening to say, "Hey, I sing on the worship team. My church could use help. I'm willing to help sponsor
1: my church to
0: get doing it because training isn't free."
1: Correct. Some training, can't, you know, our workshops are an introduction to our training ability. Right. And we want people to take full advantage of that. Uh, we will will welcome anybody to come to these. These workshops, but you
0: still got to pay the lights and the air conditioning. Yeah, yeah I mean, you do.
1: Well, Big Noise Halo is paying the institute okay. for that. Okay. Um, it, how nice would it be for somebody who sits in a in 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 a pew on on Sunday? It says, you know, I can't do anything about what's coming off the stage or out of those speakers, but I certainly, uh, personally, but I certainly could afford to help sponsor these workshops and perhaps even. Benefit our own church for that. I was blessed at Calvary. I had a, a crackerjack team that really didn't need this kind of help in in a, in a sense. And there are some churches out there like that. But with that said, that was in my room. What about the youth room, the junior high room, and the children's ministry auditorium? Those all are run by volunteers that are just getting you know very introductory uh, type of training. Trial by fire. So, so we really think that the next generation is somebody we can really help we love we've got a bunch of young people coming to our our workshops as well and that's very exciting for us because they're, they're eating it up so you've got if they go out to
0: the bignoiseinstitute.org website they can find out about these free workshops and people can come get get free advice get introduced to the whole process get introduced to what big noise is doing and then they can get further training if 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 they, if they get somebody to help sure. them get it
1: done, sure. I guess the easiest way without going a whole lot. If somebody's driving across the Howard Frankenstein right now, you probably don't don't want them uh, writing writing. But um, Big Noise Halo does have a Facebook page. It's easy to look what our where our contact information is. Shoot me an email. And we'll have that all posted on the I Work Perfect. for Him Facebook page tonight. We'll
0: have it on our website. We'll have it on the. It's all going to be in the archive later on this evening. And it's bignoiseinstitute.org. dot org, and you can email Bob at Bob at BigNoiseInstitute dot now. Big Noise Halo is the non-profit arm of the Big Noise Institute. And you're like, Jim, what's all this noise stuff? That's what we hear from you on the radio every day, But a lot of noise. Seriously, there's a lot of churches out there in our community in Tampa Bay that have people running sound boards that they don't know how to really do it. It's an art to really be able to hear and make the adjustments on the board. I mean, I ran a board in high school. The boards 40 years ago, 30 years ago are very different than they are today. And, and there's so much to learn. And the Big Noise Halo is training churches for free and then they have but they're looking for people to help support the churches to be able to get trained and then to take the training deeper so Bob if somebody comes in they get they get introduced to you guys are like oh we really want to go a little deeper people then pay to go through these courses correct and and, and are, they, are you guys offering a discounted version of what Big Noise Institute does for these houses of worship how are you guys doing it
1: well you could sponsor somebody to take the course um, or you know let us know your story i mean if you if if you're really in a position where you need some help we don't want to keep that that education or that training from you but all that is dependent upon the dollars that we have in the coffers to subsidize um we we've got a a a class starting a course starting on the 9th of february okay. it's a 6 week course it's evenings we we set it up specifically so that volunteers that work full time schedules can take the classes. And uh, it's three nights a week, an occasional Saturday by appointment. And um, we think it's very affordable. All right. So, for all those worship pastors listening or all those people on
0: worship teams around Tampa Bay, last word to them. What do you want them to hear? The word. Very good. Look it up online at bignoiseinstitute.org. We want you guys to be able to present the gospel in a clear fashion that people can understand. We want your soundboards to be utilized to the utmost of their capability. You need Big Noise Halo to help you out with that. Find out more, just email Bob at bob at bignoiseinstitute.org. Hey, as we come to the end of another I Work For Him program, thanks for tuning in. You know, as we, uh, as we deal with topics each and every day that challenge us, this is one that you're like, okay, the inner workings of a church, most people don't think of it as a business, but you know what, there's a lot of moving parts. A lot of times in a church, there's more moving parts than there is in some businesses. And this sound, nothing means anything if you got a guy standing up in front of 2,000 people and they can't hear anybody. You got to be able to hear him. So, what did you learn today on how you can make an impact on bringing the gospel to Tampa Bay? You know we learned today that our faith is absolutely impacted on how we hear you know most of you that are out there listening are not deaf you're not listening with a hearing aid and when you hear sound that is sideways in a worship service it kind of it irritates you it doesn't make you feel good and what big noise halo is all about is helping people in the congregation hear the message of jesus christ clearly whether it's through music or speech or whatever it may be help your local church be excellent at what they do. That's what Big Noise Halo can help you guys do. Because remember, the enemy takes the battle for the souls of your coworkers and employees very seriously. We need to take it seriously, too. We need to do things with excellence. We need to bring Jesus with us to work so that we can eventually bring our friends with us to church. Take that seriously. Go out to iWorkForHim.com tonight. Join the iWorkForHim nation. Let's start transforming Tampa Bay tomorrow in your workplace. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower, and I own my own business, but you know what? Ultimately, I work for him.